Welcome to the Warrior Growth Academy podcast, a place for anybody and everybody who wants to become the best versions of themselves. Your story doesn't make you who you are. It is the rest of your story, who you choose to be. You can write a story about who you've been, and you can write a story about who you are now, but you can also write a story about who you could be. It's better to be a warrior in a garden than a gardener in a war. Look into your heart and see what it is that you truly want. You have to take possession of your life. You must be the master of your own kingdom. Welcome to the Warrior Growth Academy podcast where we go on a journey of discovering who we truly are and want to become through ancient and modern wisdom, philosophies, and stories. Unless you live on a deserted island, you have people in your life. You meet new people, you've had friends and acquaintances for many years. But how do we really know if the ones in your life, now or in the future, are the right ones? Let's dig into this. All right, so we have a big subject today, relationships and all kinds with work colleagues, with friends, loved ones. I'll try to make it as concise and simple and short as possible, but for sure this is a subject that we could go on and on and on. So when I started to reflect on this subject, I really realized, really realized, that sounds very nice, I really realized the importance and the power and the impact of the relationships in my life. That's how it started. Obviously, every single podcast subject, I kind of have this first initial thought about what I should talk about for the next episode. And then I reflect on it. I'm like, what is there to say? Is it important? Will it resonate with people? What's the impact of that subject? So obviously, I first started to think about all the relationships in my life, past, present. I cannot really think too much of future, but I can for sure imagine in 5, 10, 20, 50 years, what are the types of people that I want in my life? But since I have also this technical and scientific side of my brain, I started to think, what is the impact of the people of my life? In the past, when I was a young boy, when I started to be a young adult, now lately in my life, and I truly saw, and this is not obviously just me realizing this, psychologists and scientists have obviously observed this throughout all types of social experiments and just general observation. So obviously, I've read about this in the past on how people in your life affect your life, which kind of in a way sounds obvious. But at the same time, how come so many people are betrayed by best friends or lovers? How come so many people have toxic people in their life? This most probably happened to you, happened for sure to me. So at the same time, it makes you reflect how come In certain moments of my life or with certain people, the experience was, let's say, negative. And on the other side, how come some experiences have been positive and how can we ensure and make sure that we have more of the positives 
and obviously limit or even if it's possible completely eradicate the toxic and negative relationships in our life you've probably heard the famous quote that you are the result of the five people that you spend the most time with i don't know who came up with this quote i don't know why it's five not four not ten But what's sure is that it is true, even without any data or any scientific proof, when you think about maybe different moments of your life and who were your closest friends or closest people at that time, it doesn't take a scientist to observe the similarities and the impact and the influence of those people on you And obviously vice versa, because for someone else in that circle, you are one of those five people. And you know, I love mental images or even coming up with metaphors. And sometimes I come up with a metaphor on the spot in different conversations and it doesn't make any sense. But sometimes I come up with a visual representation of a concept of an idea and it actually helps paint a clearer picture. And in this case, the impact of even one toxic or negative person in your surroundings is kind of like putting one red shirt or even one red sock in your whites when you wash your clothes. It's obviously maybe not as we see it in the movies that everything comes out pink, but for sure, especially if it's a brand new shirt, so all the colors are still in it, for sure the color of that one red shirt or sock will impact the whiteness of all the other whites. So it paints a clear picture that it doesn't take a lot to have that negative influence that can literally have an effect on your life. In this case, all your whites. I don't know if that makes sense for you, but at least the mental image of the impact of that red on the whites making everything pink I think that's at least clear. All right, coming back to the subject on a more serious note, I think the goal of any relationship, and when we say, again, relationships, that means your work colleagues, the people you hang out with, your sport team, or even, you know, the people you see on Tuesdays to watch a football game or a basketball game, whatever, your friends from high school, from college, your lovers, your parents, your family, everything. I think the goal of any of those relationships is to answer your needs and to grow in a common direction. Whether we realize it or not, but let's just imagine some friends from school that went to law school together while they stay friends because they have a common career probably also some common interest, but also their goal in a way is also to inspire each other to have better judgment in their work, to talk about some cases maybe. Obviously, they talk about other stuff, but still, the reason they stay together is, of course, each has separate and individual needs, right? The needs of our relationships are to feel heard, to feel supported, to have someone to share something or to have people to just spend some time with. Because as humans, we are a social animal. So we need those relationships around us, but on a deeper level than just someone to drink beer on a Friday night and watch a TV series. We need to feel that 
our needs, whatever the needs are, are met. And also that with those people, we can at least go in a common direction because logically, just think about it. If someone, if someone's goal is to completely go off the grid and build a community in a jungle, the chances that this person hangs out with a lawyer are pretty smaller rather than three or four lawyers or three or four people that are very career driven. So there are those common interests in the goal of going in a certain direction together. But now the thing is that those needs can be quote-unquote righteous or good for you, meaning I need to feel heard, I need to feel supported, I want to be inspired, I want to have fun with the people around me. But they can also be for not so good reasons. I'm not sure I want to call them bad reasons necessarily because that would be my personal judgment. But if let's say you are just friends with people because you went to school together or you work with them. So it's kind of by default the people you hang out with after five o'clock. If it's only strategic, meaning you want something from that person or maybe even if it looks good on social media, right? We are living in a world that is a lot based on the image we portray online. I know not everyone has the same presence and strategy and activity online, but we can speak for kind of the state of the world compared to 10 years ago, 20 years ago, where nobody saw who you were with on a Friday night, except the people that are with you or around you. But today you can see who people are affiliated with. So of course, in a very superficial world, and I'm not trying to paint kind of uh, this catastrophic picture of the world today, but it would be lying to say that we are not in a consumerism and superficial world where people do want to look successful or look happy or look rich instead of feeling or being those things. So for sure, some people might hang out with some other people because it looks good. So anyways, all that to say is that those needs and the reason we choose the people that we spend some time with can be beneficial for you, like on a deep level, on a true level, or it could be very surface level or even negative or detrimental. Now, there's more details and I'm going to get into that after, but kind of this quick tip or rule of thumb to at least just check the pulse of your relationships, of the people that you spend time with, is how you feel after spending time with them. Literally, how you feel. You check in. It can be even after 10 minutes of spending time with someone. It can be after a whole weekend. But subconsciously, even if you don't do a full analysis with a checklist, subconsciously, your body, your brain, your intuition, your gut feeling will tell you in some way that is not easy to explain always, but you can still put your finger on it, at least on your how you feel after it will tell you if that person has a positive impact or negative impact on you. And I'm sure if you recall, if you think about it, I'm 100% sure you already talked with someone after a few minutes, maybe even a few seconds, but at least after a few minutes, you're like, 
this person, I'm not vibing with them. There's no chemistry and not just love chemistry, just general chemistry. I want to go somewhere else, right? And often, especially if it's a networking place or a public place, we come up with an excuse. Oh yeah, I need to go to the bar or to the bathroom. And some other people, you spend with them hours or even days and you feel recharged. You feel good. Rule of thumb, this is because one group of people are not good for you. The other group of people has a positive impact on you. So that's an easy way to see at least who the people in your life make you feel good and are good for you and who the people in your life you, let's say, want to minimize the time spent with them, if not even completely cut them off. And often what happens when, let's say, you start this reflection is that we start to justify and kind of negotiate with ourselves. We're trying to convince ourselves that maybe that's, you know, us being too harsh or that's us judging. Or we try to kind of justify it that that person is still a good person. And I'm not saying that the people that you don't feel so good after spending time with them, that they are bad people. No, they're simply not the right for you. That's a whole different thing. And that's normal because we cannot get along the same way with the whole planet. Obviously, we are such unique creatures and human beings with different values, different dreams, different goals, different personalities. It's normal. It's natural that you will not be best friends and you will not want to spend hours and days with everyone. Anyways, coming back to the justification and negotiation, what you might find yourself doing is kind of having this feeling that this person isn't necessarily the right for you, but then you will justify still staying friends with them because, let's say, you've known them for a long time, or again, it looks good on social media, or they're your work colleagues, so kind of it's not your choice or it's not your call that they work at the same place as you. But at the end of the day, who you decide to go out after work, who you decide to invite, who you decide to even spend more than a few seconds talking to is your decision. And you need to take the ownership of that. This is your call. It is not for the world to decide who you spend time with and who are your friends, who are lovers. It is your call, your choice. And if you want to be the best version of yourself, live your best life, and not only feel, but also give your best to others because you are at your best, Well, in that case, you have to make those choices that are not always easy, but that are necessary. Now, on a more precise and technical side of things, if now you want to kind of dive deeper, and actually that's a very interesting and also, I would say, important exercise, you need to be clear and know what you value in life what you have to offer to others. So the value, what you value in life, I think, especially the foundational values, have to be in common. I'm not talking about your favorite type of music or your favorite type of movies. No, really foundational values. If you respect others or you're trying to, you know, puff up your chest and be the coolest or the most beautiful person in the place. 
if you value family, if you truly value freedom, for example, or you are more on the, you know, regular, quote unquote, average type of life. So those things are more fundamentals. They are the things that will drive our decisions in our life. And these things must be not necessarily all of them. If you have six, seven or eight kind of foundational personal values or beliefs, it doesn't mean your friends need to have exactly the same. But for sure, there needs to be some common ground that brings you and your friends or those people together and hold you together more than just we work together, more than just we're friends for the past four years. So that's it. Because sooner or later, those things are not enough to have true relationship, not only true, but also powerful and to bring the best out of each other. Also ask yourself, what are your strengths? What do you bring to the table? What do you offer others? And also, as we talked before, what are your needs? We all have different strengths and different needs. Now, those things don't need to be in common. Actually, it's even, in my opinion, better if they are different because that's how you, I wouldn't say complete each other, but in a way support and that's how you play and that's how it becomes also more powerful in a group of two, three, four people when those people have different strengths. So then you kind of create that power of the group, the power of that relationship. And, you know, once you clarify those things, you know where you stand, you know what are your non-negotiable values or principles, you know what are your strengths, you know what are your needs. It doesn't mean you will have this checklist with every single person and you will meet someone new and you will take out your list and kind of go through all the boxes and almost do an interview with the other person. No, but for sure your intuition and your instinct will be even more precise and accurate Because that feeling will also have something tangible that is behind. So when you will kind of know and feel that this person is right or not right, you will also be able to kind of put your finger on the things that make it right or not right. So it will also make easier either the excitement of making that relationship grow and also kind of seeing the importance and the beauty of that new relationship. And on the other side, it will also make it easier and you will feel less bad of a person to cut someone off when you will know and pinpoint that these are the reasons this person, they're a good person. It's not, it doesn't make them a bad person, but this person is not the right for me in this life. And a beautiful exercise that actually I've done also is have that conversation with that friend or that person you just started dating or even with whoever it is in your life, but have that conversation of what do you value the most? What do you need from me in different moments? It's not always just one thing. What do you think are my strengths? What are your strengths? How do you see us being, you know, powerful and supporting and inspiring each other? What makes it so powerful? And again, those conversations really bring people closer together, but also clarify that power and also that unity, that unison between two people. And also what's very interesting about having those things, the values, your strengths, your needs 
clarified is also you will know where you can meet more like-minded people. This is the beauty of this world today that we can travel or we travel. We, we can get connected with people online. So many ways to connect with people. But imagine if you have, in a way, no idea who really you're looking for. Not only it probably impacts the quality of your choices with the people today, but even growing your circle and meeting new people, how can you know where to find and where to hang out and where to go to meet more like-minded people if you're not even able to explain what is like-minded people for you? It's kind of like, imagine you're looking for a wife or a husband at 40 years old and you're going to this nightclub where the average age is 17 or 18 And at 3 a.m., you're trying to meet and talk to people, girls or guys, to kind of find your wife or husband. Obviously, I think we can agree. I'm not saying this is impossible. Everything is possible. But it's clearly not the best place, again, for a 40-year-old. I'm not even speaking about the 18, 17. But I don't think anyways at that age they're looking for their husband or wife. But it's obviously not the place for a 40-year-old to find a mature man or women. It's not at 3 a.m. in a nightclub full of kids, or I mean young adults or teenagers, right? So the same logic applies to your decisions of where you hang out, what kind of conferences, what kind of events you go to, what kind of online communities you take part of etc. If you're not clear on who you are, what are your foundational values, and also what's the type of person that is a fuck yes for you, not just a good connection, not just a cool person, that's, I think, going to happen in all cases. We meet people in our life, but you want to build those incredible relationships because then literally has an impact on your whole life on your life decisions, your career decisions, your daily well-being, your sense of love and support around you, the inspiration. There's nothing more beautiful than a group of people or a relationship that it's true, it's genuine. You know you can count on these people. You are inspired by these people. You have real conversations. You move forward together in this life rather than the mundane Kind of, you know, you're speaking only about sports and politics and there's nothing that comes out of it. It's not the same emotion. It's not the same feeling. I doubt people go after a night out with the people that are not, quote unquote, the best. I don't think you go home and you reflect on your night and you are flabbergasted and you are like in awe of like, wow, those people are incredible. I feel so good right now. No, for sure. You maybe had fun. You had some laughs, but then you go home and it's kind of neutral in your body, in your soul. But on the other side, you spend some time with those fuck yes people or person if it's in a relationship and you go home or you spend some time alone and you're like, oh, my God, that person, those people are a blessing. They came from the sky just for me. I feel so much gratefulness to have this or these people in my life. That's the feeling. That's the ultimate goal of 
having incredible relationships in your life. But in order to have that, you have to choose. You have to be clear on certain things in order to attract and also to offer and also to know who are those people that you want to keep and who are also the people that you don't necessarily want to keep. On this, I wish you a wonderful day full of incredible people and I will see you at the next episode of the Warrior Growth Academy podcast. An educated person is not necessarily one who has an abundance of general or specialized knowledge. An educated person is one who has so developed the faculties of their mind that they may acquire anything they want. It is important to draw wisdom from many different places. If we take it from only one place, it becomes rigid and stale. Understanding others, the other elements, and the other nations will help you become whole. Step by step, the student is being brought together with himself to the point where he catches up with his own inner being and can accept it completely. And that is, you see, the most difficult thing to do to accept oneself completely. But because we lack awareness or understanding of who we are, we're totally locked into a physical world and we let things outside of us control us. 95% of the population are reacting to life. They're not really living at all. And it's very important that you realize that your evolution, your, your journey through this incredible thing is nothing to do with anyone else. And you can't live your life the way your mummy and daddy want you to live it, or the way the people at the office say you gotta live it, or the way society says you gotta live it. You gotta live it for yourself.